Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on April 3rd, 2022. Hello, everyone. Wow, this has been a week. Uh, I actually have things to talk about, shockingly. Uh, Yeah, so this week has been crazy because this past Friday was the anniversary of my mother's passing. I did not know how that was going to go. Honestly, I didn't know if I was going to be really emotional. And I had planned on taking that day off of work, but it ended up being my last day of work at the job that I had. So I really couldn't take it off, but I didn't have to work very long. So I kind of just um, left midday and then um, I did some stuff with my dad. And so what we did, so the kind of ritual that I made up for what we did for the first year that we're planning on doing every year going forward is um, we decided to write something to her about her. His was more to hers, to her, and mine was uh, what I miss about her. And we wrote them and we read them to each other and then I put them in an envelope and I marked the date so that we can look at it next year and then do the same thing. So kind of this time capsule memory thing. I also posted it on Instagram because I wanted to have just, you know, a digital print of it uh, so that I can, I won't lose it. I took pictures of that. You know, I just, I, you know, I'm always worried about like physical things getting lost now. So I try to, you know, put it in the cloud as much as I can. So that was good. I, you know, I did not even shed a tear on the anniversary. And I think I, it was because I was distracted by weird energy, right? I think the thing that was taking up a lot of my brain space was just this uh, goodbye to my job. You know, I was there for three plus years, which does not seem like a long time, but it was a very, very significant time. And it felt like a very long time. And it the job came Uh, in my life when things were kind of like in disarray and I felt really included and at home and I really loved the people and I thought it was a great place and and it was for a time and then COVID happened and things just kind of fell apart for me you know I saw a lot of the holes in the institution but that doesn't mean that I care any less for the people that I worked with but you know so I was more caught up in the energy of the job situation. And mom was always in the back of my head as she always is, you know. Um, But the timing was interesting this year. I you know, who knows how I'm going to feel next year. But um, I was a little distracted, I'll be honest. So and I think that that maybe works a little bit. But it's I feel this weird. It was it just feels like weird ending, you know, and it's a ending of a chapter on so many levels. You know, I'm moving forward. I'm more focused than ever of what I want my life to look like. And um, I really think that the last. It, it doesn't just feel like a chapter ended of three years. It feels like a chapter has ended of my 38 years, you know, and I feel like the next 38. Now it's like a whole new thing. That's what it feels like. And I I guess I I didn't really think about it and articulate it until now. It just feels like very much a before and after of life, much so that people feel when somebody dies, right? It's like the before years when I had my mom 
and, you know, after you're, you're forever changed. So it's been a very, very strange week. And, um, you know, around as her anniversary was approaching, there's just also been such weird energy. Like, I don't know, this psycho that I had one interaction with, like, you know, when I was doing all of that, not really the dating stuff, right? I had one interaction with this person. And I, you know, I did not really want to continue, you know, it was like, one and done situation. And um, like, they would not stop bothering me. It was the day before my mom's passing. And like, you know, first it was a Facebook message, ignored it. Then it was another Facebook message, ignored it. Then it was an Instagram message and I ignored it. And then it was Facebook again. And it's just like, oh my God, take the hint. I want nothing to do with you. So, uh, you know, watch out for those psychos out there. They're still there. And it's just funny. I feel like I am not putting out any sort of like, romantic dating energy at all, but they still find me. Like to me, I feel like my mind is in the Himalayas in a cave and I'm in a vacuum, as I say, and people still find you. <laughs> so beware. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I, but at the same time, it was very, it was hilarious to me that a person was so, um, I don't know, unhinged. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be hilarious, but it was to me. And it, frankly, it distracted me um, uh, from <laughs> the, the the anniversary death. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if mom had anything to do with it, but uh, I mean, she definitely lightened the load for me. I, I just, I was really, I look, I'm still kind of shocked about this person's behavior. It's, it's very strange. And so I'll I'll say, I mean, we should always be very, be aware of who you date. <laughs> you never know when they're going to come back to haunt you. Uh, and I just, I, I, I'm very surprised that like of our little interaction, this person is just like not letting go. But I think that that has more to do with them than me. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like so much that like, you know, they're in love with me or something. It's more like like they need the tension. I don't know. I, I'm not going to like psychoanalyze this psycho. So just, I don't know. I don't had to share that weird thing that happened. I don't know. Maybe it's an April fool's joke. So, uh, so I, I do feel like with all this weird energy of the job, it is the universe saying that a new chapter is coming and I, I don't know what that's going to bring, but it actually like makes me excited you know, and I feel like maybe I need to release. I'm going to on a spa vacation, a solo spa vacation for a couple of days, which, you know, I booked before I could overthink it um, because now, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do anything and I don't I don't want to go. But I've already paid a lot of money for this. So I have to go. Uh, and I think I'll I'll have a good time when I'm there. And it's just me, you know, getting pampered and massaged and whatever. But uh, I think I need a little change of scenery. I'm still very nervous about COVID. So I'm going to try to keep my mask on as much as possible in all these things. So um, I'll let you know how that goes next week. But hopefully it'll be rejuvenating and I'll be zenned out. And it will, you know, 
set the tone for the time I have off because I do have three weeks off now between jobs. So that's pretty exciting. And, you know, and then I'm sure their nerves are going to set in about the new job and what that's going to be like. And then I'm going to go into, you know, like, am I capable? Is this going to be hard? Is everyone going to be, is everybody going to think I'm dumb? Like these are, you know, the normal things that I go through at least. Um, But that will hopefully come around later. So, and also like this place that I'm starting is crazy with their employee verification stuff. Like, oh my God, I worked at a place in 2016 for three months. They were, they were awful. It was the worst job. Yeah, it was the worst job I've ever had. And it was like highly stressful and I hated it. And they were not professional and their bookkeeping wasn't professional. And like now this job is saying like we can't verify this job. And I I tried to give them everything. I had to get my like I don't have my W-2 from 2016. So I had to like go on IRS.gov to get a transcript of my W-2 and everything's abbreviated. So now I'm like, oh. Uh, am I really going to have a job? Are they going to rescind my offer because they can't verify whether I worked at a place for three months in 2016? People are assuring me that that that's not, you know, a rescinding offense. So I'm not going to worry about it. I've given them every single document that I could possibly give them, including like an employee confidentiality agreement, like a PDF of emails that I had with the person who was onboarding me. But of course, this company just used Gmail and doesn't have its own like official email, which is red flag number one, do not work at a place that uses Gmail only. Okay, guys. (laughs) So learn from, you know, the horrors of my life. So I just, I'm not going to stress about it. I think I will still start on April 25th, but time will tell. So hopefully that gets ironed out. And oh, I didn't, you know, I started noticing because I was talking about eye twitching, I think, on an old episode. Uh, my eye twitching, ha- like, I think it stopped. I don't know when it stopped. I think probably as soon as I like got the job offer my eyes stopped twitching. And now it started twitching again a little bit, but I really feel like, you know, that's not going to last long and it's it's gone. So I really thought the eye twitching was going to stay forever. But I think that now I can really, you know, assess that it was fully from stress that my eye was twitching. But um, it's it's been uh, pretty okay. And I, I, I do want to say, like, so I have it on here for posterity as well. Um, I want to read what my dad and I wrote for my mom. And um, just so I have it on here. So I'll read my dad's first. Uh, so he starts with a quote from Sappho. And it starts as, what cannot be said will be wept. Okay, so that's the quote. And then he writes, this is my dad's writing. I could not say many things to you, but you understood it all. Your love pervaded the very fabric of my life. Someday we will meet again. Biman. That's my dad's name, if you didn't know. And then I just wrote, because I wrote what I thought, what I missed most about her in this moment, in this day. I loved her curiosity of life and childish wonder, how a song could lift her mood immediately and how she can never stay mad for long, her easy laugh and her fast talking and her warm hands. So that's what we wrote. You know, it's, what can I say? You know, I, I, 
miss her every day. And I wish she was around for this new chapter, this this part of my life where I feel like I'm really coming into my own, you know, and I'm focused about how I want the rest of my life to be. And I think that I'm finally growing up. And, you know, she doesn't get to see any of it. Or, you know, I do believe that she's seeing it from somewhat their place. Like, it's just so funny to think of the year's journey that I've made and how I had no spirituality. I didn't believe in anything. And through this year, I've changed my whole belief system. Now, do I believe that, you know, what I know now to be like a thousand percent true? No, but... I feel so much more connected to things outside of myself. And it's not just me in my own head all the time living in just my body and my thoughts. I just feel very much like there's so many things that we don't understand or know. And that's a comfort to me and that I'm not fully alone. But what I will say, I do feel more and more like I'm fortifying my mind to be alone You know, I think when I was younger, I was so obsessed with finding a partner, a husband, whatever. And now the way that I see my life is like, I I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen for me. And yes, I've always said that I do want to get married. That's the one thing I do want. Uh, The children thing, it's getting less and less. Honestly, I don't really want children anymore more I mean that's today like if you were to ask me like do you want to have kids today I'd be like no I don't you know it's just it's a lot of responsibility that I feel would take up my entire life and I would lose myself and I don't want I don't want that I have my goals I have things that I want to do and create and that seems way more important than kids and so the kids thing is the biggest shift of my life and but when I think about my life of like how I see myself, you know, I see myself in a house in this town adjacent to where I live. It's not my town because my town is like insanely expensive, but I want a home in this town and I want to have a space to write in this home and look out and it's kind of naturey and woods, maybe some sort of like body of water, um, man-made or natural. And, I don't need a lot. I just want that home. That's how I, that's what I view for my future. And I, I don't see it with anybody else. It's not like I imagine the guy there. So I just see it with me and being content and being like single. So I don't know. It's, it's, that's like all the goal is. So it's just weird. It's my goals have really, really radically changed in the last year. And I never thought that I would feel that way. But who's to say who's what am I going to feel next year, you know, or 10 years from now. And I was like thinking about, you know, my age 10 years from now. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm gonna be close to 50. That's a really crazy feeling, you know? That makes me feel like, oh my God, a lot better happen in 10 years, okay? Because that's just, I don't know. I think for a long time, you know, 40 was the thing that was felt way off, right? And 40 is around the corner. And I, 
I don't know if I told you guys this on this podcast, but uh, I am getting a dog for my 40th birthday. I'm saying it. I've been saying it all over the place <laughs> to try to make it happen. I mean, honestly, I could get a dog now, but I think it would be a nightmare. Uh, trying to, I'm always, if nothing, I'm always responsible. So I'm planning on getting a dog when I'm 40. We'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, 50 is not close, but it feels closer than ever, which it is because I'm the oldest I've ever been. I'm not making much sense today. I'm really not. I thought I was going to have some eloquent episode of, you know, talking about the anniversary and it's been all over the place. So welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully I can, I will be a week into my time off the next time I record and I will be settled a little bit more in thought because right now I do feel a little um, unraveled, unfurled, unfurled. I don't think I've ever said unfurled in my life. So I don't know if that's used in the best context, but I just feel not quite myself. I'll say that. And I feel a little overwhelmed, you know, and I have to pack today. Ugh, I just like, I hate packing. I hate unpacking. I hate all of it. And then I was thinking about like getting gas. Gas is crazy expensive right now. And uh, at least where I'm not in California where it's like even more expensive. So a side note, see, this is what I'm saying. I'm like totally all over the place. But I will say I'll end it on this note as from a sign from mom. I in my head had said either I think I must have said it on the first like, oh, it would it would be nice to get a magenta giraffe today or something or around today. And um, I didn't I mean, then I thought like, oh, I see my logo all the time. Like I do see magenta giraffes. And my friend John sent a picture of two magenta giraffes, which was nice. That was earlier in the week. So I've been getting magenta giraffes all over the place. So that's nice. But I wanted it kind of like yesterday or the day before, like, and I just kind of thought like, oh, it would have been nice, you know, because it's such a significant time. And then yet last night, my friend Mel and I, so we have, I don't know how it happened. We were flipping channels late on a Saturday and we came upon the show. I can see your voice hosted by Ken Jong. I think that's his name. That's yeah, it's Ken Jong. And, uh, it is a horrible show. It's like a really like it's not a horrible show. Obviously, we love it. We're obsessed with it. But it's a show that is kind of ridiculous. So you have a panel of people and you have these like, you know, um, people off the streets that have like that are just named by their occupation. So there was like, you know, swimmer and construction worker. And so they have all these people standing on this like, you know, le different level podium and then you have a contestant and the contestant has to say whether they're a good singer or a bad singer based off of their look and their lip syncing. So then she'll pick choose cho she'll choose two people to sing um, like against each other. So then the one the first person goes and they're lip syncing and they're kind of performing and then the second person goes and then the panel decides like who they think is the bad singer. And then she chooses them until it narrows down whatever and you get money. The most you can get is like a hundred grand or something. And so 
it's it sounds terrible and but we are we have so much fun with this show and we love it and now we've been watching it for like three Saturdays in a row at 11 p.m. okay so it's it's pretty outrageous and but that then I was like well can we just find it on demand and I don't know why I didn't think about that earlier since you know my life is tv And she's like, oh, I never thought about that. So we found all these episodes on demand. So we don't have to wait till 11 p.m. to watch it live. And and then I said to her, like, because we kept seeing these commercials for the masked singer. And that's, you know, that's what, you know, the masked singer ran. So I can hear your voice could run. You know what I mean? So like the mess singer has been around for a long time. It's I think it's in its like sixth or seventh season. Whereas I can hear your voice is like in the second season. I don't know. Uh, so I said to Mel, I looked at her and I'm like, do you want to do something radical? I feel like you're going to say no. And she's like, oh, what? I'm like, instead of watching another episode of I can hear your voice, what if we started watching the masked singer? <laughs> And, you know, luckily she agreed, which was shocking. You know, she's like, okay, she said, I'll try anything once. And I was like, thank God. So I'm like, I think this is going to be good. I think this is going to be good for us. Like, this is just the gateway. Like, this is what started it all, right? And so we turned on season four, episode one, because we don't want to start from the get-go because, you know, that's when they're ironing out the kinks. We don't need to watch the f- the fumbles and the foibles, right? So we started like mid mid their stride. And uh, we've decided on season four, episode one. And the panel is like, again, Ken Jong. this is where he got his start on um, talk show or not talk shows, variety shows, game shows, you know. Um, so he's the panel and he's like the comic who's like saying nonsense all the time of like his weird guesses. Um, and there's Nicole Scherzinger from Pussycat Dolls. Jenny McCarthy, you know, not a fan because of her nonsense with vaccinations and autism. She's a real dodo bird. Um, and then Robin Thicke, who, um, you know, singer, son of the late, great Alan Thicke. So that's the panel. Oh, and of course, the host is Nick Cannon, my favorite singer's ex-husband, Mariah Carey's ex-husband. That's, you know, Mr. Mariah Carey or Mr. X Mariah Carey. Um, and uh, so that's the show. I, this is this I should just be talking about this on this podcast. I it's a long story, but there is a payoff, or at least there's a payoff to me. So we're mesmerized immediately. The amount of money on this sets, like it was so much more than I can hear your voice or see your voice. I can see your voice. If I said I can hear your voice the last couple of times, I apologize. I can see your voice. So it's a much better set. The costumes are insane. Belle kept on being like, the, whoever's doing the costume should get an award. And I'm like, yeah, at least an Emmy, you know? Um, so it's, and then they sing in these costumes. We we're trying to guess who they are. And I feel like this is up my, this is my forte. Like I know voices, I feel. So, and I just didn't know the level of celebrity. I mean, I'm still thinking it's like C or D list celebrities, right? You know, who's coming on the masked singer. So, um, but I got, I guessed correctly, uh, Taylor Dane. Um, she was this, she called herself popcorn. She was in this popcorn costume. And I was, I said to Mel, that's Taylor Dane. And I am so proud of my guests because we had to look it up for, to see, I was like, if, so our rule is that if we are a thousand percent sure that it is a person, we have one, 
guess per episode and the other person will look it up on the internet. Um, so I was right. It was Taylor Dane. But the whole, okay, so the whole point of this long-winded, horrible story about these game shows that we're obsessed with now is there's a character who I don't know who the singer is. I couldn't recognize his voice. Um, he was in a giraffe and costume. And I was like, oh, a giraffe. All right, cool. And then he does his song and he's got backup dancers. And lo and behold, they are two magenta giraffe backup dancers dancing with him. It was, we were both like shocked because how random was it that like we were watching these horrible game shows and we chose this new one and then we chose the season and the episode and it is so, it was so of chance, you know, it was crazy and I just, I saw two magenta giraffes right in my face dancing up a storm. And if that wasn't more blatant, I don't know what is. And I'm so glad that Mel was also witness to that because I didn't feel, I felt validated, you know, and she felt really good about it too. And I felt really validated that I was right, that Taylor Dane was popcorn. Okay. And spoiler, spoiler alert. Okay. I But like, look, and people can spoil it for me too, but please don't. Please don't be commenting and telling me all these, this, who the mass singers are. So I apologize if you're like, you know, starting from season one and I've ruined one character uh, from season four, episode one. And also there's like a billion people on the show. It's like there's group A, group B. I don't know. It's crazy. But we also like that it was a little bit more of a detective show than I can see your voice. But I can see your voices are like, you know, one true love. We'll never... We'll never give that up. So that was my crazy week. Psychos around the corner. Magenta giraffes dancing on television. Hopefully I will start my new job if my record, employee record ever gets verified. And my eye has stopped twitching. Oh, and I still like, I already missed the first day of the meditation challenge with Gabby Bernstein. But I started on day two, you know, better late than never. So maybe next week I'll be zened out and um, we'll just find out. And so until then, I'll just say bye.